At the end of your life, what will be your legacy? What will you leave behind for future generations? For the world, join the world messenger, Isabella Lundberg, each week as she brings you a new distinguished guest from the business, sports, or entertainment world to share their success, their struggles, and their lessons. They will share their insights into current hot topics that affect everyone. Isabella facilitates an intimate, vulnerable environment to find the true value of humanity and real leadership. Are you ready for your legacy? The legacy that matters? Hello, hello, my beautiful friends. It's Isabella Lombek here, the World Messenger, and I'm inviting you for another epic episode of Legacy Leader Show. And today, you guys are absolutely for a treat. I have here with me someone that has such an expensive experience, former veteran and turning into pro actor, and some amazing work that he's not only currently doing, but also work that he did in the past that is beautifully showing how what is possible in a Dochi when you put your mind to. So we're going to have a chance to dive deep in in some of the roles that he's currently doing, uh, some new things that I will be an uh, opportunity for you guys to see, and obviously projects that are in the works that you have to wait and anticipate, but more than anything to really see what made him to turn into pro actor, what did he learn from his experiences as a veteran, and also serving in one of my naked woods back in former Yugoslavia. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Dustin Prince. Hi, Dustin. How are you? Hey, Isabella. It's good to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I'm just thrilled to have this conversation. First of all, I wanted to say thank you for your service. My pleasure. And, and also, I am so obviously even more deeper grateful uh, because we're right, right now into Thanksgiving spirit when we express the gratitude and the fact that you were serving, I believe you mentioned 11 months, which we're going to get to it in specifically in Bosnia and borders of Bosnia and Croatia during the time when peacekeeping uh, agreement was signed or about to be signed, which we're going to get into storage now, uh, I just wanted to say makes it even so much more real because you witnessed so much that we experienced during the collapse of former Yugoslavia. Yeah. So before we dive into all of that, do you mind sharing where did you grow up and what made you excited or desiring to go to military route? Yeah, sure. Um, I grew up in uh, Bismarck, uh, Arkansas, uh, which is uh, just south of Little Rock. And um, uh, yeah, I, I was raised pretty much raised by my grandparents. Um, and, uh, you know, growing up, my my father always introduced me to films, some films he probably as a kid probably shouldn't introduce me to, but that was totally fine. Uh, but my uh, my first love for film came when I watched um One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Um which is a great film by the way. And uh you know Laurel and Hardy and and things like comedies like that. And uh I just fell in love with film and the whole process and and uh how actors bring you know uh things to life and and um uh, and then I uh graduated um graduated high school in 93 and uh went tried college for a couple of semesters and it just wasn't for me and um i think i was working at sears at the time in hot springs 
And I was just like, I got to get out of here. I, I need something else to do. This is not very fulfilling for me. So I ended up joining the military, joining the army and, and went field artillery. I uh, was, uh, went to basic and AIT in Fort Sill. And uh, after that, I was uh, shipped off to Germany. And then three months later, I was shipped off to uh, Bosnia for 11 months. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. What a cultural shock. I mean, I'm assuming, I mean, I've been in Arkansas and it's like very different. Well, <laughs> and then- actually, you know, I mean, Bosnia, if you go to north, northwest Arkansas, there is a oh. lot of, of Bosnia that is like Northwest Arkansas, a lot of hills, you know, uh, not huge mountains like you see in Colorado or things like that, but they are decent sized mountains. So as far as the how the land is, the landscape, it wasn't that different for me. But, you know, I was 19 and uh, just having that responsibility of being over there and being away from your family. I don't know. You probably know better than I am how many thousands of miles it is from from here but um it was a big responsibility for a 19 year old uh but we uh we got through it um it's probably probably the reason why i never really enjoy getting cold ever um i I refuse to get cold just from the 11 months i was in bosnia which you know how cold it gets over there um but yeah it was a it was a great experience and uh honestly i'd do it again if i had to it was a great experience Wow. So you were only 19 years old when you were put to be uh, doing uh, peacekeeping and support um, in Bosnia and Herzegovina at the time. And I'm curious, besides the similarity in geography or or landscape, I'm sure was in so many ways cultural shock in terms of people or maybe wasn't. Do you mind sharing how did you, what was your feeling when you were starting to connect with locals and everything that you had a chance to see and observe? What were some of your reactions? Um, Well, before we went to Bosnia, um, I was in Germany for probably about four months. Uh-huh. So I was able to somewhat get acclimated to people around me that really doesn't speak. Actually, there's a lot more people in Germany that speak English, um, but just but there are some that don't. And I had to I was able to get acclimated in Germany to people just being around a different nationality. Um, mm-hmm. So when I got to Bosnia, it it really wasn't a big culture shock for me because, you know, like I said, I grew up in Bismarck, Arkansas, and we didn't have a whole lot of money. So whenever we would go on show of force missions or go out into the town, which, you know, right after the peace agreement, there was a lot of people that just didn't have a whole lot. And so it kind of felt like home kind of, you know, there's just normal people uh, just trying to raise their kids the best way they can and just trying to survive. And in South Arkansas, that's kind of the way it is. We're all just trying to survive here. So it wasn't that much of a culture shock for me. I I, I enjoyed it. People were super nice to me. Um, yeah, I mean, super nice. Very nice people. That is great to hear. And I'm so glad you had a positive experience because unfortunately, obviously, as the war was uh, starting and then midpoint in those um 
1993, 1994, things start kind of dying out, right? So you cut, yeah. but but conflicts that I witnessed and experienced firsthand around Sarajevo were just horrifying. Yep. And uh, yes, people still will show up a lot of sympathy and a lot of support, but we're just like complete chaos because was you never knew where enemies coming from and who is now yep. fighting whom and what agreement they will follow through and which one yep. they will not so there's just so much confusion and when you add also different peacekeepers in different countries and also different oppositions we're just like even adding more to the chaos and i remember vividly how much news and propaganda was at that time, even though it was not worldwide web, uh, as much was uh, so many TV stations, radio stations, and misinformation. Yeah. So I'm curious, how felt for you from that perspective, like in terms of safety and just the understanding what, what was going on? Because I felt like we're just so many different narratives simultaneously happening, depending where you, which region you're looking at. It's uh, being over there was at, at first, the first three or four months was really rough. Uh, it's like the equivalent of, you know, in, in the films of the old Western bar fights. Yes. It's, it's, it's like walking. It's like being thrown into one of those bar fights and trying to break everybody up. And uh, you don't know who, whose fault it is, who started it. You know, uh, it's 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 chaos. But um, I think I, I got, honestly, I got most of my strength from my buddies over there that was with me. Uh, we kind of, we watched each other back and, and we just, we helped each other. And that was the only way we could get through it. You know, I mean, we went, we first got over there, you know, we didn't have running water. We didn't have bathrooms. We didn't, we slept in, I slept in a cot and a sleeping bag for 11 months. I didn't have a real bed, you know? Um, and for the first four months, we didn't even take an actual shower. We took, we had to put water in our canteen uh, holder and warm it up over the, over the stove, over the Yukon stove that we had in our tent and just used a washcloth and, took baths that way. We did that for four straight months. And, uh, wow. but it's, it's things like that though, that like, like, like they always say, it builds character. And, you know, so now I'm 48 and I still to this day refuse to, to camp in a tent. I will not sleep in a tent. I won't do it. Uh, if somebody wants to go camping, they're sleeping in a tent. I'm going to go find a hotel down the road and that's where I'm staying. I'm just not going to do it. Um, but you know, when you go four months without having a bath or a shower and the funny thing is that the first time that we, it was around April and there was a, a person that our, uh, commander knew, um, he was going to help us out. He had, he had, uh, access to an old, high school gymnasium like a basketball gymnasium that was you know it wasn't it had holes in it and blah 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 but still the locker room the showers were still working there was no hot water there was no heat and it was april so it was still pretty cold so the first shower that i got in four months was absolutely ice cold and so it's just it's things like that that you that you uh gain strength from and just knowing that the guy behind me and the guy in front of me is going through the same thing I'm going through. So that, that in itself kind of helps get you through things.
Wow, thank you for sharing that visual because um, a lot of times people don't really realize how many things are taken for granted. And when you say about camping, I don't blame you because you had a plenty of your share sleeping on the ground in cold environments that truly um, puts us also have to be awake and alerting, able to fight if it's needed to be. Um, uh, and it's just very hard when you're trying to do so many things in such a really a difficult environment. So I'm curious mm -hmm. uh, in terms of the leadership and everything else, um, how is the opportunity to truly also um, be able to support or do some specific initiatives during that time that made you uh, much stronger as a leader? Uh, yeah, just... Um, it you're talking about being a leader now with the things I learned from the military. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. It, it's, you know, th there's so many things that I, that I go back and, and take from just those 11 months. Um, it, especially, you know, if something seems pretty hard, I'm thinking, ah, this is going to be easy. I can do this. I mean, look what I did back in the nineties. That was, you know, this is nothing compared to what I just did or what I did, you know, 30 years ago, 25 years ago, however long it is. Um, mm -hmm. So it, it, and when you, when you have that mindset, I think it, it, it helps other people who hasn't had that experience. They'll hopefully pick up little things here and there from you. Uh, and, and then they'll, hopefully they'll have a better mindset moving forward. And I, I think that's a, that's a, that's a big thing. Uh, just to to help people and to show them like, ah, this is really not that bad. But then you have to show them that it's not that bad. You can't just say, oh, that's not that bad. It'll be okay. That doesn't really, it, it doesn't really give confidence to people. You have to show them that it's not that bad and say, see, we did it. Wasn't that bad. So that's, then people start following you. So very true. So very true. Specifically when it's something like that, when it's your life online, um, but with that in mind, I'm just curious, did you have anything that was like shocking that was so so different culturally than you were expecting or or just something that was funny? Because I know that so many guys always will say certain things were just like that they couldn't understand that was either specific cultural custom or or, or things they will say or that made them totally, totally differentiate from what we used to. Yeah, um, there was I, I was. As far as as far as the customs and everything, I, I wasn't able to to um, be around locals as much as as I really wanted to. I, mm -hmm. I would say the one thing that shocked me though, we were doing a show of force mission, and we were going through this small town, and it was getting really late at night, so we just pulled to the side, and and we all found a couple of houses uh, that we stayed in. It was abandoned houses. Of course, they had massive artillery shell, you know, holes in them. It was pretty, pretty amazing. Uh, not in a good way. Um, but I remember us, we were, you know, we finally got settled. The heaters going, we're playing cards. And I just started, you know, we got done with cards and I just started walking through the house. It's like, I wonder if, if there's still things in this house, like personal things. There was, and it was, it was very, very rough to, to see because you would see a, uh, 
you know, some uh, a child's shoe laying over here, or you you'd see one of the kids' teddy bears laying over here, and then you, you could tell, you can you can vision you in, in your mind that of how they were trying to get out of that house very quickly. They were just throwing stuff in bags or whatever, trying to get out while artillery was just raining down on them. That was tough to watch. I think that was the one thing that really that shocked me the most was was how just quickly things change in your life or can change in your life and did change in their lives. Um, but I, seeing the all the, the children's rooms and how it was and the clothes and the, the toys and the dolls scattered all over the place, it, it was it's tough to and it's even tough to think about now that I have children. It's it's I can't imagine as a parent having to go through that. That was the most shocking to me. Thank you for sharing that because obviously it puts in perspective specifically as we're seeing so many wars happening simultaneously right now around the globe and how sometimes when we visit back, it's like how cost of freedom, right? And cost of what we have so we can enjoy and what we need to do to preserve it. So and we just right. celebrate Veterans Day here in the United States and actually in Australia too. And it's so interesting to see what how people react to things of that nature. But then after you finished your service in Bosnia, obviously you said you were in Germany. And then before you know it, you start transitioning in civilian world. How was that transition for you? Very, very difficult. Um, yeah. Very difficult. There are things that you have to, as you can see, I kept the same haircut as I did in the military. <laughs> um, uh, you, you have to keep somewhat of the same routine. Like I still get up six o'clock in the morning and I'm at, at the gym by 6.30, 6.40. Um, so that's kind of like my PT work. Um, and and There's really not, you have to definitely keep structure in your life. If you, if you form a military, you have to keep some kind of structure in your life because that's, that's all you did in a minute. You knew exactly what time you had to get up when you were going to eat, when you were going to go to the, uh, the motor pool, you know, work on, work on a track, whatever you got to do, clean your weapons, clean your room, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. It's all boom. This is what I have to do. Um, and it makes you very OCD, <laughs> to, which, you know, and that's okay. It's a good thing to be. Um, which, which proves how important it is to have a discipline, isn't it? Sure it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the discipline to, to see through what you actually have to do. Uh, you know, you can, make, you can make tons of goals all day long, but you have to see them through eventually at some point. Um, but it it was a it took me probably two or three years to really kind of settle in to some civilian world. Yeah. Wow. So if you don't mind sharing it, because it's it's such a great point, because I I discipline is such a great um part of the routine for everyone. And when we even speak with people that did not go to the military, but there are right now in working environments as how do you transition from working from home or going in hybrid working environment? How do you put yourself as a priority? As we're seeing so much people uh, putting themselves last instead of putting themselves first in order so they can be the best they can be and show up for not only 
in business and also for their families, but frankly, for themselves in terms of longevity and health and everything else. So I'm curious, um, what would be some advice for you, um, for them? Because I, I know that's so easy to, you know, fall behind discipline and fall behind some of the basic stuff. Um, but what would you suggest and recommend for them to keep on that track and trajectory so that they don't slip? Yeah, I, I would just say it's the, um, it's, it's like the, the, the rules on a flight when the oxygen mask comes down, what's, I mean, what's the rule? Put yours on first so you can help other people. Yeah, I think that's the same thing what you're talking about. You have to keep yourself healthy, you know, eat right, a good eating regimen, workout, um, have time for you, uh, meditate, whatever you got to do to keep your sanity so you can lead, so you can help other people. Because if you're nuts, if you're going crazy and you're not healthy and this and that, it's going to be very difficult for you to lead other people. So you have to work, you have to work so much on yourself if you want to lead other people or even just help other people. Mm, I love that. I love that because it's no excuse. And I know that sometimes we all slip a little bit in some ways and that definitely shows and definitely shows if we're slipping physical appearance, meaning if we're not as healthy as we could be or as fit as we could be, if we're not as rested as we could mm -hmm. be, that really shows. And it does affect how do we perform. And sometimes we don't have the luxury not to be able to give the 100% or the best version of ourselves. With that, right. I'm curious, how did you shift it and how did you get into film? I know you mentioned earlier how you were raised by your grandparents and how they uh, from early on, your father exposed you to the film, but I'm curious what happened uh, to get you in the film and as an actor, as a as a, uh, an acting career. It, it really, I honestly wish I had a a big fun story. It's pretty it's pretty simple. I, I turned forty, and it was something that I always wanted to do, mm -hmm. and I said, you know what, try it out, see what happens. So I, I started asking around and, you know, got some headshots, got an agent, started auditioning. There you go. That's, I mean, I mean, honestly, that's, that. there's no, you know, really special thing that happened in my life that, you know, made me want to act. I just, I turned 40 and I was like, you know what, I've always wanted to try my hand at, at film and, and, you know, I'm not getting any younger, so let's try it. So here we go. I love, I love that. So it's never too late, according to you, yeah. Dustin, yeah. to uh to reinvent yourself. It's never late to follow your dreams and never too late to try something new. So Absolutely. uh what it was your experience with with auditions? Where do you feel like what types of characters you fit the best? I honestly, my first few auditions were, and I'm honestly not a great, I'm not good at auditions at all. <laughs> I'm terrible at them. Um, the first few auditions, I remember I was just drenched in sweat. I was so nervous. Um, but you get you get you get used to it and, uh, you know, in time and it, and it doesn't really affect you that much anymore. But I, I'm just not very good at auditions. Um, but it, I, I think the the characters that I'm. Characters I'm I'm probably best at would have to be. I, I hate 
say it, probably probably the bad guys. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's the way I look, but I, you know, I I can be can be very sarcastic. You know, I'm 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 pretty good at the comedy. Uh, um, I don't know if you watched Last Call, where I played I played Lucifer. Um, and this, you know, pretty much every film I played, um, it was always some kind of sarcasm or some kind of evil involved. So I don't know, maybe I'm getting typecast. Who knows? <laughs> That's okay. It's so funny because you're going in military and you're fighting the bad guys and you're the guy, good guy who is trying to protect innocent people. Uh, yeah. But on the other hand, the flip side in the films you play in bad bad guy bad character uh and and it's just so interesting so you have uh, three different uh, productions that you've been obviously been involved in in recent time uh one is on uh an intrusion do you mind mm -hmm. sharing a little bit about that and that role that you played in sure um it's it's called an intrusion and it's directed by nicholas holland and you can find it on uh amazon prime um you can also find it on tubi and it's doing it's actually doing very well overseas. Um, they just uh, they just signed signed a contract with uh, South Africa. So it's over in, in uh, South Africa now. It's in uh, South Korea. It's in um, a couple of countries in Europe and South America. So it's it's starting to spread out of uh, different places. Um, we honestly, one of the producers, found me on social media just saw saw my profile pic and got with uh nicholas holland um and said you know i you know i know you're looking for this character and this guy i think fits this look so nick got in touch with me i did an audition and uh at that time thankfully it was good enough for him and uh he that was in march of 2019 and uh we filmed it in December. So I had a good had a good nine eight eight months to get ready. Uh, but but the it was it's very dialogue heavy. So I needed that nine months. Um so we so I, I shot up to uh, Michigan and filmed it. And I think we we filmed it in 13 days. It was wow. nonstop. Yeah. Wow. It was nonstop. It was from I don't know, the wee hours of the morning till late, late, late at night. Uh, but we got it done in 13 days and um, came back home in December of 19. And then all of a sudden COVID hit yes. uh, just a few months later. And then that shut everything down. You know, there was really no reason to uh, release it during COVID. No theaters are open, you know, nothing like that. You know, none of the, none of the, um, uh, streaming platforms were really accepting anything new at the time unless they made it like Netflix or, you know, whatever. So they just thought it was probably a good and it was a great idea to wait and uh, not release it until 2000, 2019, 2021, I think, when it released. So it was a good yes. year and a half after we after we filmed it because we just wanted to make sure COVID was somewhat out of the way before they released least it um but i i was able to meet some really awesome people that i'm still in touch with today and the michigan film the the, the family there in, in michigan um uh, great friends with nicholas holland the director now and he and i actually 
has already worked on uh, one more film together and and we got a we got another one coming up uh next year um so uh so yeah it was a great experience one of the best experiences i've had in film so far well, that's fantastic. I love that when you find the right character, not only by looks, but also personality. And when you can repeat the work and do some more work together, because again, back to that team, what makes such a great team to really work and cohesion, the chemistry and make an amazing production as a result of it. Yeah. So, and, and Nick, is, Nick is a great director as far as, you know, he understands what an actor goes through. So he's not, uh, not one of those directors that just runs around and screams at everybody. And, and he, he understands the process and he understands what we're going through and we're trying to give our best to him. And uh, he, he's, he's great in the sense also where he knows that if you're the actors under stress are not going to be able to give their best performance, just any, anything when it comes to creativity, um, any person that's creative, you can't force them. You just got to let them be and you got to let them do it. You got to give them time. And and then you'll get their best work if you do that. And he understands that. He's he's great at what he does. Fantastic. And so it's so great to hear the story. I cannot wait, obviously, for the future ones to come out. But that particular one, also, I'm assuming that one is available as well on um on Amazon, right? You mentioned that. So in addition to the last call, that is as well the short one. Yeah, uh, last call uh, should be available on Prime here pretty soon in a couple of days, actually. Um, uh, the uh, the other one that we shot a year ago, um, Pretty Canoe, that will be available on Amazon Prime on December 21st. Uh, we shot that one. Um, we shot that one in August of... 22 and uh that that was a that's a great film too it did very well in the festival circuit that's fantastic it's so great to hear that and specifically as we're looking for more content for more powerful stories and things that are really can not only entertain us but also give us some little bit of trill and, and education and also fun uh it's just the way to go but you did also an interesting project uh, that was done a little bit earlier it's called poor mama's boy I just love the title. So do you mind sharing a little bit about that experience and kind of contrast these early days when you just started out and then where you are today? How, how What would be some of the major aha moments from your perspective as an actor? Yeah, that was one of the first films I ever did. And uh, I was a pretty strong supporting role in that. And I was kind of thrown to the wolves in that film. Um, didn't really know what to expect, but um, we filmed it here in Arkansas. We filmed it in North Arkansas. The director and writer, uh, Dalton Coffey, who who is another uh, director that understands what the actor goes through, and he's he's great at everything he does. Um, great, uh, great DP behind the camera. He is awesome, uh, but it was it was very difficult for me. Um, I think the biggest the biggest thing I took from it was probably to work on my patience a little bit more um, as far as it, just getting the scene right and just letting it come to you instead of trying to force it. Um, 
but if if you if you watch it, honestly, the way he shot it, I mean, it, it, he there was a lot of actors in that film that kind of just got their big break in that film, but the way he shot it, you couldn't tell. You couldn't tell we were a bunch of rookies, but he did a good job, and um, it was uh, like I said, it was one of the first films I ever did, and I'll I'll cherish that film forever. That's that was, and it's a good film too. It's a great film to watch. That's fantastic. I love that when you just get out and you're already making a huge stride, and it doesn't look like you would have that was your first show or first rodeo, as the so to speak. Uh, and as a result, now keeps you very busy because I'm looking also how many more new productions and things you uh, having in the funnel that it's coming up, which is great. Which seems like you're being in high demand. Uh I yeah I I guess <laughs> I hope so <laughs> yeah I, I don't you know I of course you know I I get auditions too where I I don't I bomb and I never hear from them again but you know I always tell people you know I I get this a lot about uh, advice to actors just getting in film and uh, one of the 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 things that I say is just audition for everything. Everything. E even if you know there's not a chance in hell you're going to get that role, audition for it. Because even if you don't get it, it's still practice. It's still Absolutely. practice on, on auditionings, practice on learning the dialogue and, and delivering the dialogue. Um, and for every, for every nine no's, you'll get one yes. Okay, that's pretty cool. You know, if you could get one quality role a year, I say this, you're doing pretty good. I love that. And and it's just so great to see like when you have a multiple two or three roles a year, that's even great, even though there's maybe smaller production, smaller budgets, mm -hmm. uh, not only experience wise, but also showing diversification of your talent um, and different types of personalities. And as you said, learning and building and as a result the masterpiece takes time it's going to come it really does and the right role will find you it will find you it's so interesting because i'm talking to in the past with so many actors uh and specifically on major festivals like Cannes Film festival berlin festival that also have a market when we see what global market was interested in and what types of productions etc and we're just always to, in, intriguing to me to hear different paths, how people broke into the roles or just simply into that, that career. And uh, everybody paths since the kids different and some of them really struggled more and, and, and were not maybe as open or whatnot. Some people quit. Some people also that said, no way, it's not going to anything happen because of the COVID. And look at you, you're blossoming and you're having so many roles just happening just in the last few years, which is fantastic. Kudos. I think, I think if you just, just hang back and, and do the best you can. And like I said, the right roles will find you. If you just, if you just, uh, I think I think when you try to force it too much, you miss out on a lot of roles. So if you just just hang back, just submit yourself as much as you can on Actors Access, backstage, all these other places, and it'll find you. That's fantastic. What role would you say was the most challenging for you so far to play? That's something that really was personally um, giving you extra effort to make it happen. Uh, it was 
It was probably intrusion. Probably probably playing Sam and, and intrusion. Um just because it, it I I I love just being sarcastic, being funny and you know, but th there was really none of that in there. You know, I it was like I was the character is on edge, you know, throughout the entire film. And uh, you know, he's either pissed off, he's screaming at somebody, or he's doing something he shouldn't be doing, he's doing something bad, and he's always kind of war at, at war with itself. The whole film, that was exhausting. That was tough. You know, I couldn't really just break out and just have fun. I mean, I was having fun, don't get me wrong, with with just being around the being around Nick and, and all the and, and Alex and a lot of the other people that was on set. But it was it was tough because um it was a very very serious role and i had to had to be on edge the whole time so i did that for 13 straight days and then after that 13th day i was exhausted mm. so that was that was the most challenging role i've had so far wow i can imagine staying in a character for 13 days for someone who is like that it, it takes so much energy concentration as you said if it's a script heavy earlier also to really be uber focused so you know your lines and know where to insert and how to that deliver them that is mm -hmm. truly craft i can't believe that was your first one and it was so well done that's awesome but uh, in terms but in terms of something that really helped you discover yourself because I always say, regardless of the craft and what we do professionally, uh, things always define us, right? Who we are as individuals, as a leaders, as a community members, or just as a people that really continue to grow and learn and build our character. What was something that you can say was the character building um, through all of these experiences? Uh, well, I, the 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 one thing with the military, it it, I think the the, the military really really build built my faith, um, because you know when we were dropped off in Bosnia, there was probably two foot two feet of snow on the ground. And some of the places that we had to occupy, we didn't know how many landmines, you know, it, what were there landmines, were there not landmines, what was going on? You know, we had some some people that thought that they knew the area and said, oh, no, you guys are good. Y'all can occupy that field or pasture or whatever. Well, when we pull up to the field, you step out and start doing your work to occupy the place. And you can't see what's on the ground because there's two feet of snow on the ground. So it's like every step I took, my legs were just, the, the first one I went to, my legs were just shaking, shaking. I just, I was petrified to take another step. I didn't know. And my uh, 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 chief, he was just walking, doing stuff. And I was like, we don't even know what we're stepping on here. Well, how, how are you doing this? He just said, you got to have faith, kid. And it wow. just it just dawned on me, and I was like, "Yeah, you know, whatever happens, happens. But you got to have faith that something good's going to happen, and nothing's going to happen to me." So that the the military really built my my faith in the in being optimistic, 
that things are going to go well. Um, film has really built my patience, has helped my patience big time. Um, uh, just, you know, when you finish a film, sometimes it takes a year, sometimes it takes two years for it to be released. You know, when you audition, you know you've done a really good audition. Sometimes it takes them a month to get back to you. Um, and when you get an audition, sometimes it takes you a few days to learn the dialogue. You have to be patient. You know, if you try to rush and try to learn the lines, you're going to get in that self-tape audition. It's not going to be very good because you're not going to know them very well because you try to rush through everything. So the the film, the film, uh, auditions just being in film making film producing film patience it has really built my patience big time helped rather yeah i love how do you divided that into different areas and how all of that actually are helping you tremendously to do the mm -hmm. work that you're doing today which is amazing so in closing you already obviously built tremendous legacy you did so much with leading and living and I'm curious, with everything that you're doing now in this chapter of your life, what would you like your legacy to be? Uh, my legacy. Oh, I hadn't really thought about that. Um, I, I honestly, I, I, I would rather people, if people remember me, just remember that that remember that I, I tried my best to help. That's it. I mean, I, I think if you're if you're not helping somebody, you're wasting your life. Mm. If you don't if you don't have if you have the means to help and you're not helping, then you're just wasting your life. Mm. I love that. that. Yeah, I, I just think, you know, people need help, especially nowadays. So I think you need to I would just want people to say, yeah, he made it. He Even if I made a difference in one person's life. There you go. Amazing. Amazing. I love that. That is such a beautiful way because it shows also where you come from when you're heart center, when you're also uh, willing and caring about others, others will take care of you. It's just, just the natural way how the world works. And yeah. it's just so great to see because a lot of times people aspirations are, oh, I want to be the best in that, you know, I want to accumulate money or visibility. But the reality is, um, if we're not helping people that doesn't 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 go far as people might be thinking yeah you might. can't uh, you can't hook up a you can't hook up a u-haul on the back of the hearst you can't take <laughs> it with you yeah so you, you might as well try to help as many people as you can absolutely with that in mind, when people wanted to get in, in closing, um, reach out to you or be able to connect or see some of your work, where they mm -hmm. should go, Dustin, because I really want them to have a chance and opportunity to benefit of some of your amazing uh, work that you already did. Sure. There's a um, there's a few things they can do. Uh, they could uh, they can go to IMDb. They can check that out. They can go to Google and just Google my name. Uh, that should pull up all the films. Um, or honestly, they can just find me on social media, on Facebook or Instagram, and uh, I can I can send them a link to the films. It's not a big deal. I can do that. That's fantastic. So for everybody watching and listening, opportunity to hear Dustin, uh, to see him, first of all, in acting, but also to see future projects, keep in touch. 
but also to have opportunity to engage. Uh, again, we'll leave some of those links, but it's a great opportunity also to continue to keep close eye because it's so phenomenal to see how someone, again, from 19 years old in the military, serving overseas, uh, turned around and found different avenues and also started brand new career paths. And it's reaping tremendous success as we're seeing right now. So we're eager to see where things will take you. And um, we definitely will want to uh, down the road, bring you back and hear some more exciting news and projects you are going to be doing. I would love that, Isabella. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us and we look forward to chatting with you soon. Great, bye. Thank you for listening to Legacy Leader Show. If you enjoyed the content and had a positive experience, then please leave us a positive rating. In addition, leave us positive review whenever you are listening on whatever platform there might be. Make sure your friends and family also know about the benefit and value that we provide and what we have to offer. Cheers.